Hello everyone. Welcome to episode 19 of a single tree podcast. We're happy that you're here with us today listening. Happy to talk to you. I'm Joel. I'm Brandon. Good morning. Yeah, it's a great, lovely, dreary, kind of cold, windy day. And uh just lo- it's just lovely. It sets the mood <laughs> for our talk this morning. <clears throat> And uh, we hope you're having a great day, and thanks for joining us, and we're so happy to hear from many of you listening to the podcast, and uh, hopefully this is this is helpful. We've been talking about self-worth, and uh, today we're going to continue talking about that, and we're going to talk specifically about being able to receive a sense of value and belonging. We've mm-hmm. talked in the past two two podcast episodes about how our value comes from uh, a sense of humility, unity, and compassion. And last week we talked about how our value comes from a sense of belonging. And we've also been talking a lot about uh, guilt and shame and how we can use those to... Um, find a greater sense of value in ourselves and just in the universe. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll keep talking about, um, those things. And, uh, we talked a lot the last time just about the, the largest context or, you know, values defined by the context, um, that the thing is that is being valued is in or, you know, what what uh, what context we as people exist in? Um, it's defined by the rules of whatever context or system um, that it's in. Um, but in the largest context in the universe, everything belongs. Everything is valuable. Every thing, not just person. Um, every molecule of matter uh, matters. It belongs. Hmm. Um, it has value inherently in the system. And uh, so basically today we're just going to talk about how getting a sense of value is not about meeting certain criteria like we talked last time. It's just about being able to open ourselves up to the idea that there that we do have value, but it's also just opening ourselves up to love and acceptance and belonging that we already have in the universe. So basically, yeah, I mean, you said something that's interesting. Getting a sense of value, right? Uh There's this concept of getting a sense of value and then there is, and then you went on to talk about uncovering what's already there yeah you know what i mean yeah being able to receive it mm-hmm. so, to receive what's already there what's already true not a it's not a getting no thing it's a it's not about striving to achieve something to try to achieve your value it's about realizing something that's already there yeah so just receiving Receiving what is already there, receiving the truth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we will talk some more about guilt and shame 
and how those are kind of prevent us from just receiving what is true, receiving our value, receiving love, receiving acceptance from others, from just the universe itself. And, uh, you know, that might be a good place to start just to, just to go into all the things that prevent us or block us from actually receiving. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think one of the things that could be important to think about is just how humans have kind of set up the game Mm -hmm. of worth and belonging. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of set up around this concept of getting, getting it. Mm -hmm. And a way to get is, is, is to do. It's action oriented, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of one of the main rules of the game that humans have set up around belonging and value and worth. But kind of what we're exploring is that that's not that game and that mm-hmm. basic rule is flawed or not that's not really true Uh yeah it's kind of it's kind of a maybe an illusion (laughs) that has been set up somehow um, whether that's by you know people in our flawed way of thinking or whatever or just by you know the way things are, I guess. I mean, I think, I think the, the rules come about because of, um, separation, you know, whenever there, whenever there are two distinct entities, you know, which we talk about, um, when we talk about differentiation or just even like diversity, things being different or or separate from one another, um, anytime two things are separate from one another there there's a relationship then between them right and there are rules that define their relationship right so i think in some ways the rules or the game just just comes up come about um because of the differentiation because of the separation between things yeah so there have to be these rules that govern the relationship then right and then guilt and shame come about because of the separation, right? So, um, you know, you you define the set of rules that basically um, will determine whether you can be back in unity with this other entity or not, right? So um, that's how the game comes about and that's how the, the guilt and shame also come about. So then there's the striving you're talking about the getting, you know, achieving a sense of value through trying to play the game right, right? When actually the illusion of, well, the the feeling of separateness is actually just an illusion. You're not actually separate mm-hmm. from whatever it is, from God, from another person, from anything in the universe, right? right. You're actually unified with it, or you can be, you, you are, and you just have to basically accept that and receive it. 
Does that make sense as far as... Yeah, so... You know, maybe for someone who hasn't thought of this very much, but it's it resonates, then a suggestion could be to just kind of start paying attention to your sense of separateness and connectedness and and what they feel like mm-hmm. and what that what that feels like in your body or mm-hmm. what thoughts you're having while you're while you're feeling that way because it's you know the idea being that it the better you get at noticing that the better you can realize when you're kind of playing this illusory game mm-hmm. and when you're kind of living deeper in truth and connection and belonging because mm-hmm. it feels different there's no sure doubt it feels different and sometimes i think that we live in such a way that we don't notice how each of those feel different or we're not consciously mm-hmm. aware of of how it feels different and what that really is and what it really means yeah I think the feeling of, of separateness feels bad to us. Um, you know, I think we have this longing to belong and be accepted. Um, and then, you know, when we are not in relationship, when we are isolated, when we feel alone. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's this distinct, distinct experience of not belonging, of not being accepted. You know, um, and I think we've all experienced that. And so, yeah, just it's just paying attention to when you feel that way, right? Guilt and shame can be part of that. Those um, are good, almost kind of like red flags or indicators that you're kind of going the way of separateness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't feel like you have maybe lived up to the expectations and and like you can be accepted by others or by God or, you know, society itself by, by people, you know? Um, and so just paying attention to the, the fact that the guilt and the shame and things like loneliness, loneliness are, um, just the feeling that's just the experience of separation from others. Right. Um, and then what it feels like when you feel yeah, what it feels like when you feel connected, when you feel like you do belong, when you feel like you are accepted, when you feel like you are receiving love, right? And just to pay attention to how those, how those both feel to you, right? So, um, you know, so, but talking about the, you know, the barriers to be able to, being able to receive acceptance, to be able, being able to receive love, to being, being able to receive a sense of belonging, you know, basically the whole game, the whole paradigm that we have, that we have to be able to, you know, um, have certain qualities or achieve certain things or play the game right. That whole paradigm is, is flawed Mm. because you actually already belong without having to do anything. Right. So, but the paradigm and the way that we think basically um, in terms of having to achieve or 
um, get our value somehow um, is what prevents us from being open to love, mm-hmm. open to acceptance, open to the truth that we already belong. Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of people who talk about the fact that they don't feel like they can accept compliments or, you know, when other people tell them that they're beautiful or smart or talented, it's hard for them to, to actually believe that. Right. And that again, it's this, there's some mechanism that keeps us from being able to receive whatever positivity or love or whatever there is out, out there for us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of reminds me of what we were talking about earlier about, you know, how humans have monetized things and assigned worth Mm -hmm. to, you know, elements, whatever Mm -hmm. it be, gold, wheat, you know, they're monetizing all kinds of crazy things now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But... You know, we say that the worth of gold or the worth of wheat, you know, it goes up. That's what the stock market is, right? It's right. Goes up, down. Wheat is worth a hundred dollars. Next day, nothing. It's not worth <laughs> anything. Which, you know, is all based off of supply and demand right mm-hmm. and we've kind of transposed that whole process onto humans beings yeah. beingness mm-hmm. it's like we're trying to monetize or evaluate beingness which right. just can't i mean right the gold has always been worth what it's always been worth since the beginning of time the you same, mean in terms of the universe sure or or wheat yeah you know what i mean just because humans say it's worth a hundred dollars because we've speculated a certain amount of demand on it and the next day it goes down to zero in actuality the worth of the wheat has not changed at all mm-hmm the worst is actually, you know, in actuality is um, the role that it plays in the ecosystem mm-hmm. or, you know, the the world or the universe even, right? I mean, to, to take it to these larger and larger contexts, right? So um, the, the monetizing of or the, the valuing is just this arbitrary system that we use that helps us to, you know, assign value to cur- to whatever the currency is, you know, the, the gold or the wheat, um, or, or the person even, um, but that doesn't actually mean anything in, in terms of the larger context of, of the universe. Right. But we're so used to thinking in those terms of monetary value, you know, through the, uh, you, you know, the, the ideas of supply and demand, if if you if something is sought after and um, valued in people's eyes, then it's then it's worth more, mm-hmm. right? And so and we apply the same to to human life, 
yeah, it's it's like we're applying a, a system of doing this. We're we're transposing that onto humans and and beingness, and there's just a right fundamental rub there. You know what I mean? You can't mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't apply worth to 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 beingness. It's just mm -hmm. is and is valuable because of because mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. because of its existence. Yeah. You can think about um, you can think about like how we value certain people in our society. You know, people who are who have achieved certain things or um, who are contributing maybe a lot to the to the human race. People who have um, you know found cures for illness or designed certain um, technological. Um, advances um you know as having maybe more value than than other people you know but but ultimately you know um the fate of everyone is the same um and their their value basically in the the whole uh context of the universe is pretty much the same mm -hmm. you know i mean that's just the part that they play Right, and every and every person has a a part to play, even if it seems insignificant or small in the eyes of you know our our society, right? Because that's just the context that they exist in at the time, right? But eventually, that context really won't exist or won't won't mean anything. It'll all be sort of swallowed up by the vastness of the universe. Um, so in that in that large context, then everything has a a place, right? And I was talking earlier about how um, you know matter cannot be destroyed or created or, or energy, you know. Um, and uh, so basically, you know, even if a human life is short or even if it appears very uh, meaningless or like there wasn't any value to it at all, um, it still matters. It's, you know, it's never actually destroyed. It just, you know, becomes part of the, uh, the ecosystem in a different way. You know, it just changes its relationship to um, the rest of the energy, the rest of the matter. Right. Um, so in that way, we can say every every life, every and even every molecule has um, has its place, it has has its belonging. Right. Um, so, yeah, there are there other things that kind of block people from being able to have openness to this idea that they have inherent value. It seems like people all the time are talking about the walls that they put up um, that keep them from receiving love. Do you think that's that's mainly guilt and shame or are there other things that... Well, I mean, I think... <clears throat> I think at its, its core, it's all kind of, you know, it's born out of this 
illusion of separateness and then out of that comes this guilt and shame right and out of guilt and shame arises all of these all of these different ideas or programs that we have about our self about being you know enough or capable or competent and I just, that's kind of how I see it you know I'm sure there are more elements to that but mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty much it yeah it, you know it, I think it I think it's just a hard thing to rec- reconcile this interplay of connectedness and separateness and I don't think the expectation should be that, you know, we just eliminate any experience or idea of separateness. I don't <laughs> I don't think that's really possible, you know. Mm-hmm. Because we have we have brains. We have our even the way our eyes perceive things is through mm-hmm. otherness, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I do think there has there's just got to be this uh, this awareness of the interplay of 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 separateness and and connectedness, and just there's got to be some context around that whole interplay. Mm. But You know, for me, kind of my whole walking down the road of undoing these ideas of of separateness had, you know, came from really simple things. Hmm. Um, It started with just being able to kind of be quiet and be with myself and 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 connect with myself and it it started looking like me being in nature and feeling a connection there and with mm-hmm. people and the, the the more there was just this contemplation of 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 sameness and connectedness and belongingness the more these ideas i didn't even know i had of separateness and all of that started just to they became really clear in my consciousness you know where I just realized them as that that's not true because I'm having these experiences that are real that are Mm -hmm. kind of illuminating these programs and ideas that I had that are just they're Mm -hmm. not true anymore you know Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. Hard thing to describe, but so you, so initial the initial experience though was, I mean you felt some separateness before you started to, you know, sort of, or maybe you felt both at the same time. Or, I don't know. I don't know that I. That's that's the trick of it all. I before I started going down this this road of realizing the connectedness. 
I don't I don't think I consciously realized that I was experiencing this separateness and disconnection. It was just my experience. Do you think do you think the that you were experiencing the separateness through guilt and shame though? Definitely. <clears throat> I think that's I think that's a sign that people are separated. I you know couldn't agree more. They don't feel accepted. They don't feel like they belong. They they judge themselves based on the rules of the game. Um and come about this guilt and shame and there's this experience of separateness because of the guilt and shame, but also the guilt and shame are inherent in the separateness. Um, yes. And I was projecting it onto other people as well. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was yeah. projecting my own guilt and shame and sense of separateness onto other people was, which was just creating a deeper, you know, rift between hmm. myself and hmm. my ecosystem mm -hmm. but yeah i i totally agree this there was you know that's the se the separateness the illusion of the separateness was happening through just this inherent this internal shame and guilt that i was experiencing Mm -hmm. around other people or at work or just in the world. Mm -hmm. And I was also projecting it onto other people. But mm -hmm. something started happening where it started to just be slowly hmm. undone. Yeah, well... I mean, do you feel like when you when you started to sort of like find this connectedness that you were seeking connectedness or? Did... Yeah. 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 It was a deep it, and it wasn't a conscious thing. It's not like there was this point where I consciously said, oh, I'm suffering from all of this separateness. Yeah. I I need to go into exploring and going deeper into connectedness. It was just this inherent thing that was happening i would think it was just like consciousness moving you know and but yeah that's what i was looking for was just belonging and and connectedness it's a, it sounds a little bit like the again the guilt and shame were sort of a a vehicle or a tool that was used to sort of like i mean obviously it brought about those negative sort of feelings or experiences that then led you to seek out connectedness right mm -hmm. so yeah that's good and it was that like I said I think in the beginning so much of this was not conscious at all it was just what a deep deep part of me wanted yeah you know it was weird and then sure you know, the more I've felt this connectedness and belonging, that's when real, that's when the process really started to come alive and become tangible. Because the more I felt that, the more I could see this guilt and shame stuff, and the more I could see these false ideas that I had of separateness and recognize them as just 
not accurate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. it's just not. It's good. And I think it continues. I don't think it's just something you, it's an unraveling that just continues. Sure. Like a eternal unraveling or something. Yeah, I think we, I think we tend to vacillate between separateness and togetherness, you know. Um, and obviously move toward the connectedness when we feel separate, you know, and when we feel those feelings of guilt and shame, it kind of leads us to, you know, yearning that yearning for connection. Um, and so I don't think it goes away necessarily. I think you, you always sort of like ping between, um, separateness and, and then finding connection. So there's a, I think, you know, like when we're hurt by others that can also prevent us from um, feeling connected or feeling feeling and receiving a sense of value um, I think fear in addition to guilt and shame can also um, prevent us from you know receiving our sense of value and belonging um, just not and just not trusting you know obviously fear is kind of the opposite of a trusting so how did you um how did you go about like just finding that sense of connection you talked about your connection connection with the world around you the natural world but you know what did you do because everybody wants to know like how do i <laughs> practically get or I guess open up myself to this feeling of you know what I mean like yeah <laughs> people are always saying they like they can't open themselves up to to it yeah I Joel <laughs> I wish I had this really articulate descriptive way of of how I did it it was like, you know, like I said, I think it was just, it, it, <laughs> this shows how much of it I think it just wasn't, wasn't about me. I think it was just, it was an unconscious kind of process. It was something that I was unconsciously gravitating towards because I think mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It was just something that... That's all right. It was, it was something that I was drawn to. I think... Oh, I don't know. Maybe simply put, it, there was just this suffering that I was feeling, and I knew I didn't like that, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think I had an awareness of what, it, what was happening like I do now, like we're talking about it now, I just knew I didn't feel good or something wasn't right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I was just searching for for different ways or different things that felt good. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's as mm -hmm. basic as, as it was. And I knew I felt good in nature. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And 
so I just went there and spent time there. And that's when things became more conscious. That's when an awareness of all of this stuff came. Or I knew I felt good around certain people. So I just did what felt good. Mm -hmm. And then then an awareness of of all of this stuff came. It was... Well, you went where you felt connected. You were talking about the, the idea that you matter and belong just as much as anything else in the universe any any matter that exists um and you know you're talking about like just being being in nature you know um so i think that's great i mean it's a really really simple idea i think it's um you know just uh connecting with the essence of you know these other things around you in your in your ecosystem um, or even connecting with other people mm-hmm. around you you're able to open yourself up to to receive your value and belongingness in those contexts so while you might not have known what you you were doing or or you know you weren't really doing it on purpose um, you were getting back to just the essence of your place in the universe in relationship to these other people or to the the world around you right and so you were just able to connect with and receive that sense of belongingness just from sort of being present maybe and opening yourself up to that right and then that's when like that's where all of the was out of that that that's where all the learning and awareness came you know what I mean that's when I started to realize and notice ideas that I had or things that I used to do that would just come up spontaneously and I'm like that's not even true or real for me anymore you know yeah so, but talk about the practices. I mean, it's just quieting your mind, you know, maybe some meditation or, um, I know these aren't super complex things, but, but, you know, you were just being. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a hundred ways to come to an awareness of this stuff. It doesn't look like, quiet contemplation and just you know meditation or being out in nature that's the way it happened for me you know i think uh i think a lot of people focus on their negative thoughts a lot of times you know they focus on the guilt and shame and and we did talk about a couple episodes ago about being able to travel through those um it's kind of a necessary um movement to make to address your dark side to know know well what you don't like about yourself or the ways that you feel like you fall short but i think people spend a lot of time trying to like change their negative thoughts about themselves or like wonder why they're having those negative thoughts or whatever instead of just opening themselves up to the possibility that 
they might be loved, they might belong, they might be accepted. You know, so I think um, a big a big part of getting to the place where you actually are able to receive a sense of value and belonging and ju- is just believing that there is that belongingness out there, right? I mean, you, you would have to, instead of like trying to protect yourself from relationship or from connection by, you know, always feeling guilty, fixating on what you do wrong, you know, or obsessing about fears that you have about being in relationship, actually like trying to open yourself up to the belongingness that is already true, that's already there for you. It's already happening. Is maybe the the practice, right? And that's not, there's not this sophisticated set of steps that you <laughs> that you take to to be able to I mean sure it's good to again pay attention to like the ways that you feel like you've fallen short but also to realize that that's really an arbitrary like thing that's been put into place the rules of whatever the context are is the rules of whatever the context is um and to realize that the belongingness is there for you. It is there for you if you will open yourself to it, right? And you and you open yourself to it by open your, opening yourself up to relationship. To your to your place in the universe, to connectedness. You know, so I think it's it's good to it's good to kind of illuminate this this um, these feelings of separateness. And connectedness, I think everyone at some point has felt the connectedness, and I know everyone's felt the separateness, mm-hmm. right? And the guilt and shame are inherent in the the separateness. Um, but just yeah, paying attention to those two things in your in your life and how they feel, and where you experience, in what contexts, and what environments do you do you experience? The connectedness yeah there's some something very powerful in just being focused on paying attention and noticing things that come into your consciousness without judging them mm-hmm. that's a really really powerful mm-hmm. tool mm-hmm. because you know we can we can we can pay attention to things that arise in our consciousness or in our, you know, in our mind. And um, we're so quick to, to, to judge them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's that, it's that, in, it's that immediate judgment that keeps us from working out what needs to be yeah. worked out. I mean, just giving ourselves the permission to notice and to pay attention <clears throat> to what is coming up and let it letting it be there is you know a couple minutes ago like when you asked me like how I did whatever you know it started tapping into this belongingness or whatever 
that's one of the main ways is that I just started paying attention to what was coming into my mind and in my consciousness and not immediately mm -hmm. judging it. Mm -hmm. Because aware, you can't, no awareness comes out of judgment. Awareness really can only come out of not judging something so that you can be aware of it. Right. Yeah. When you judge it, you're, you're putting it in a box and it's immediately limited and constricted. You there's no learning there. You don't learn anymore. Right. That. So there's I want to talk about an example of this. Um, so in a in a particular relationship, you know, like if if you and I are in a relationship, which we are, um, then, uh, you know, there there tend to be things that go wrong or that, you know, someone does wrong to the other or um you know in a context of that relationship it's it's wrong or it's or it's even like a wound or or hurt or right. or a failure or something like that right and and so just becoming aware of that like division or rift in that relationship is good so that you can do well just first of all to pay attention to it that it's there if there's anything that needs to be done to sort of reconcile it or um, work it out or address it, then you can do that. Um, you know, but what happens a lot of times is, you know, when, when we feel like we've done something wrong or we feel like there's a break in the relationship or something, then the guilt and shame sort of really start to cycle and, you know, like you're like you're saying, if you if you start to judge it and say, oh, no, this relationship is in trouble or I'm not OK because I've done something wrong or because this person isn't going to like me or um, they're going to be angry with me or this relationship is going to fail because of what I've done or or what is between us. You know, those are all these sort of like it can be obsessive thoughts, but there's these judgments of the feeling of separateness, right? And exactly. you know, when right. something's between us, there's just this experience of separateness, right? And we need to pay attention to it so that we can mend whatever needs mending or just kind of work through whatever that rift is, right? So that we can feel connected again, you know? And, and it's really helpful again, to realize that the sense of belonging in their relationship is not gone it's always there. Right. Um, and to just have faith and trust in the relationship that it is, um, going to survive whatever that thing is. Right. And, um, and that's where paying attention can be helpful and just awareness instead of judging everything that happens. Right. So, um, not only judging your own, your own actions or what has happened, but judging, you know, there's another layer of judging where you start to really worry about, oh no, is this relationship in trouble or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, all those, all those things that we make up in our heads about yeah. our relationships. I mean, we're, we're, we're all just, we're all really quick to, to judge ourselves and condemn ourselves for having this human experience. I mean the illusion of separateness will come and all of the thoughts will 
will come because that's a part mm-hmm. of the human experience. And if we are, mm-hmm. if we can just start giving ourselves a little bit more permission that 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 that's going to happen, and that it's doesn't mean that we're bad, and we can give ourselves permission to 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 experience it and learn from it then i think a lot of awareness comes for that but Mm -hmm. we you know we we judge ourselves for just having this human experience and you know yeah the the experience of separateness is normal is a normal human experience is there another application too just in um you know our dealing with other people who we're not in relationships with, especially, you know, people who are different from us, whether they are, you know, different ethnicity or race or just people group or, um, you know, they have a different nationality or they live in a different country or, um, you know, there's, there's a million examples of difference. Um, but, uh, again, there's the illusion of separateness there, right? Every, every one, every person belongs. Um, but there's this illusion of separateness that we allow to um, keep us separate, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, if there's a there's a person who's different from you because they belong in a different people group or, um, you know, just in a different group, um, then you can feel like yourself, like you don't you don't belong with them. Or you could turn it around the other way and say, they don't belong with me, right? And so it prevents us from having any kind of interaction or relationship with them. And so it keeps us separate, right? And and from what we're saying, you know, everyone belongs. So, um, you know, that feeling of separateness or that perception of separateness is actually just illusory. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, one example of that you know, I don't, when you listen to, or just kind of when you, you pay attention to the trends of our society, you know, there's kind of this widespread, at least this is my experience, there's this widespread re- rejection of, of religion. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like a, a societal expression of this yearning for connectedness and belongingness and relationship. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that religion is bad or wholly divisive. It can be just like anything, but I, I just use that as an example of just kind of this, we're all wanting we're all wanting or many people mm-hmm. are are wanting a deeper sense of connectedness and belonging and you're start you see you know these yeah. kind of these societal trends of just re- rejecting rejecting social norms that are perceived as mm-hmm. you know divisive Mm-hmm. But you have also have another group of people who are very much holding on to that. Mm-hmm. But you know, on a on a, I'm talking, I'm just taking what we're talking about on a meta scale, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. it's all kind of yeah, 
Yeah, I think uh, I think there's something good about that rejection of religion. You know, I mean, re- religion itself, you know, tends to divide people. They they usually say things like we we have the truth, and anyone who doesn't or isn't part of our group or isn't in this religion is not correct, right? And so it's this naturally kind of divisive thing and and so you know people uh maybe are rejecting it like you're saying on on the basis of it's not inclusive you know um and so yeah i think there's you know i would say almost every human being wants to belong and wants there to be belongingness um you know i guess i mean i guess some people um like to uh, you know, say that they belong and others don't, right? But still there's this sense of the value of belonging um, is central, yeah. you know, or, or primary desire of the human heart and soul. Yeah, it's just, it's just wanting to have a shared beingness with, hmm. you know, it can be a human or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of anything that's alive. Mm-hmm. But it's just this shared beingness. There's this mm-hmm. reciprocity of and an exchange of beingness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of what you were, you've have been speaking to that a little bit, that that's the most important thing is that there's just this <clears throat> open, an unfettered exchange of just beingness, not mm-hmm. riddled down or bogged down with this doingness or exchange of mm-hmm. or quantitative doingness. It's just this very basic shared exchange of beingness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it gets back to that idea of of openness, of having openness to some currency being exchanged, whether that's love or belongingness or just even communication at all, right? I mean, uh, the belongingness and the and the connection just inherent in that is this exchange of something, right? And we when we can be connected and exchange, give and receive love for instance, that's when we actually live in the experience of our connectedness and our belongingness, Mm -hmm. you know, and when we allow the divisions and the differences between us to, um, you know, sort of render us isolated, disconnected, you know, um, unaccepted, not accepted, um, that's when we're really we're really denying like our value in the universe we're de- we're denying the fact that we belong first of all but also that um, others belong with us mm-hmm. right because there has to be this if if I belong then you belong no matter who you are you know or wh- or what you are right everything in the universe belongs right so um, you can't say I belong and others don't, even though lots of people try to do that, right? That's what we 
a lot of people spend their time and energy doing is mm. trying to belong themselves and yet exclude others. Um, and, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the rules of the system uh, of the universe say that that's not true. So. So I think, you know, one of the best things people can do is just pay attention to these indicators of separateness. Mm. Guilt and shame tend to be very clear indicators of an experience of separateness. Fear. Fear. Putting your walls up. Anytime you're putting your walls up. Right. You're, you're, in, you're in the separateness. So this is just a, a simple suggestion to start paying just a little bit more attention on when that's happening, mm -hmm. when these indicators are happening inside you <clears throat> and letting them happen inside you so that they can, so that you can learn from them mm -hmm. and work through them mm -hmm. and kind of work towards this deeper experience, hopefully. Yeah, so pay attention. Be aware. And don't worry, you know. The, the feeling of separateness is natural in human existence. It's uh, and normal to experience that. Every, every person experiences that separateness. Um, and the truth is, ultimately, that you do belong that the, the separateness is really kind of an illusion. Um, but pay attention to it and then um, work at opening yourself to the idea that you do belong. Yeah, because if you can pay attention to that experience of separateness, then you're, you're giving yourself the opportunity to really learn from it and see its limitations and will help you kind of yeah like like i said see, see its limitations and see how it's probably less true than you thought you you need you actually need this experience of right. separateness right because it leads you to connection right if you don't if you don't ever feel the feeling of separateness you will not pursue connection you right. will not move toward connection right. so so you know it's like we're saying like guilt and shame even are these indicators of separateness and they indicate that it's time to move toward right or even just open ourselves like we're talking about to to the connection that's already there that's pretty good you fine with that? I'm okay with it. You're never satisfied. I'm not. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm... I've been yeah. meaning to talk to you about that. Yeah. It's coming between us. I'll make sure I pay attention to my guilt and shame about the, mm -hmm. that. You should. But so all of these things are happening or coming into our consciousness and it's okay. It's... It's okay. The more mm. we can have a feeling, give ourselves permission 
that what's coming up for us is okay to learn to trust them that they're that they're natural indicators that can inform us the more at ease we can be having this human experience you know and you know we'll just be much more happy yeah so it's okay (laughs) it's okay to feel separate and that is the time when you should move toward connection Mm -hmm. or opening yourself up pay attention just like driving you know yeah and it's if you're running off the road, you just need to correct. Exactly. And get back on the road. Don't overcorrect. Right. Just correct. If it's icy, slow down. Yeah. Right. Seriously. It's that simple. It's like driving a car, but we're just like yeah. operating this humanness. Yeah. Between separateness and togetherness. Here we go. It's like driving. Perfect. It's the perfect metaphor to end on. Something for everyone to chew on (laughs) while they're driving. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you next time. Bye.